0: Hey everybody, it's Jake, and I am alone in the basement. Today we're going to be talking to the New York Championship Wrestling Empire State Heritage Champion, Dante Dio. Uh, This one's going to be fun. Uh, If it's a name you're not familiar with, uh, I can't guarantee enough for you to go out there, look him up, find some of his stuff. uh, Plenty of it on YouTube, and I'll hype links at the end. So, uh, you know the deal by now? Sit through the ad. On the way back, we'll be talking to Dante Dio. All right, guys, hold on. Alright, everybody, we are back, and we are with the NYCW Empire State Heritage champ, Dante Dio. What's going on, man?
1: Not much. That's kind of a mouthful right there.
0: Uh, It is, but, I mean, that's what makes that title different, I think.
1: I know. Have you
0: seen the new new design? I have. I love it.
1: Oh, me too. I can't wait to hold it in my hands.
0: (laughs) Do you still have the old one right now?
1: Yeah, I have, it, I have it hanging up on my wall right
0: now. Uh, yeah, you should just tell Patches he's not getting it back. You're just going to keep it. I, I, I told I already told him that because uh, it's been under the works. I told him, I'm like, when you update it, I'm stealing this one. Now, uh, a couple days ago, I got to interview the uh, NYCW champ, Johnny Moran, and if he's the dark horse of NYCW, then Dante Dio is the workhorse. Uh, you're a dude who constantly puts out consistent great matches uh sometimes i think overlooked and shouldn't be and well, well now you're hitting a stride i i really believe that and you're a dude who should be the matches that you're on every card should be hyped up for like people should really be excited to see your stuff
1: that, that means a lot to me to hear that thank you
0: all right so we'll get into it with the basic bullshit generic question Uh, Have you been a wrestling fan, like, your whole life, or is it something you you found when you were older, and was there, like, a specific moment or a match or something that hooked you and made you think, I'm going to be a fan for life?
1: So, I've, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. I can't remember who introduced me to wrestling. I think it was my dad and my mom, but... I mean, I knew I was going to be a fan for life when my mom grounded me from watching wrestling because I jumped off the couch and did a frog splash onto my sister. So she banned me from wrestling and I used to sneak at night when it was on. I would turn the TV there. I would sneak under the uh, computer desk and hide in a blanket and peek out with my little eyes just watching it. And then my parents would come out and be like, Ryan, go to bed. You're not supposed <laughs> to watch this. So I kind of knew I was going to be a wrestling fan ever since I was like getting in trouble watching it when I wasn't
0: supposed to. That's, and, that's great. I love that. <laughs> I, I do, too. Now, who were some but of your... Oh, watching, go ahead, man.
1: Watching Kane wrestle... Back in the day, that was uh, that was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. Was Kane?
0: Really? Yeah. Uh, I I'm. Oh, go ahead, man. He was just dark and creepy,
1: and like he was a big red monster, and he just he was mysterious, like that old school mask, and
0: I loved it. Uh, He's definitely a dude that I feel was incredibly overrated at times and just for the sheer longevity that he had and i know some people were kind of critical of you know his last couple years saying that maybe it was time for him to, to hang it up but i felt like he was still doing some decent stuff so if he wasn't ready to give it up why should he have
1: yeah if he can still go go
0: i mean it's crazy to think that he was like going solid from you know, the mid nineties when he was, you know, in Smoky Mountain and, and the stuff before that, all the way until you know, just a couple years ago. That's it's a tremendous body of work. He's he sh I'm sure he's proud of himself and all he's accomplished. I mean you kinda of have to. He he's
1: definitely like everything. He's accomplished every, like every he doesn't like he doesn't get the credit he deserves in my eyes.
0: No, I I fully agree with you there. He's a dude that I think some people shit on more than they should. And came Kane's done a lot of stuff, and you, you can't really argue that. And, I mean, the fact that he ran so hard in WWE from, like, what, 97? to I can't even remember that, that time. first time he took a, like, real break. But he was a dude who was consistently in there on the grind, on the road, you know, the 300-plus days a year for, like, a decade straight. That's absolutely insane.
1: It, it definitely is.
0: Now, what was it that made you say, all right, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Um,
1: I gotta say when Jeff Hardy came around and he was doing all that extreme stuff, jumping off the ladders and like seeing the fans and the atmosphere, like that's, that's definitely, he was the one that planted like, yo, this is what I want to do with my life. like seeing the atmosphere and people, we're getting excited like i'm
0: like yeah I'm, I'm addicted to that i want that attention <laughs> I, I mean i i totally understand it it was always my dream to be one too it just didn't work out the way i wanted it to now well, what school did you go to I went to the Institution of Professional Wrestling in
1: Syracuse, New York. The uh, head trainer is Zachary Springate III, and the co-trainer is Isis FX.
0: Okay, so that's uh, sometimes referred to as the 2CW school. Yes. Okay, which, I mean, solid. You know, Springate has put out such such good talent, so many good people. Uh, Isis is also a guy whose mind is so intertwined with the business i've lucky to have had him on before he's a guy whose brain i really like to pick about stuff so you definitely had a, a solid background to be with
1: i i love hearing like Springgate talk about things and learning from him and isis too like i absolutely love learning from those two like their minds are phenomenal and then getting to see like Getting to hear, like, Brute Band and Jay Freddy, they, like, their mind, and getting to see them wrestle, like, I've always definitely enjoyed it, because I, I used to ring crew for 2CW, and I, I used to love watching them, and every, and just everything, Kevin the Man Graham, too, and now getting to see like Mike Skyros and Jacoby Riddick and Kevin Cartwright, like when I first started training, they weren't even in school and then I came back and getting to see them, like I absolutely love picking the brains of all of them and and unfortunately I don't get a lot of chances to pick their brains anymore, <laughs> but like I I love watching them walk. I I see them and I'm like a little kid. Even though I went to the same school with them, I'm like a little kid
0: watching them. Which I think is, you know, great to be, you know, people that you train with that be have, you know, look at them in that light where you still enjoy everything they do. That's that's just a perfect mindset to have, honestly. And uh you mentioned Oh go ahead, man. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and you know, you mentioned some some great names there too. You know, Skyros is a friend of the show; he's been on before. Uh, Brute and Freddie are two dudes that whose work I love, and you know, they're, they're other they're another couple of guys who don't get all the credit they deserve, especially for what you know what they've done in the area. And Freddie with Japan, and you know, work in New England and stuff too.
1: he definitely doesn't get the credit he's a phenomenal mind like I've stepped in the ring with him multiple times and I just love it like we beat the living crap out of each other every time we're in the ring
0: that's the best though when you can go out there with someone you know you you have a a history with and a a relationship and you can just beat the shit out of each other for the enjoyment of everyone around you (laughs)
1: always a fun time like me and Jacoby we sat there kicking each other as hard as we can in the back (laughs) just trading blows and it it was the funnest thing ever I
0: I can I can only imagine (laughs) now uh 2CW you know sadly closed its doors that was what was likely its peak but I totally understand the whole scenario from what I've been told So, how hard was it, or what was it like for you when you were first breaking out onto the indies, because that kind of home front you had, it's not really there anymore?
1: I, like, I was able to do ring crew for them, I was never able to have an opportunity with them, uh, but... Still being able to do ring crew with them was a great experience, getting to meet a lot of people. And I did I did ring crew for them for like two years. And then unfortunately, the injury during training put me away for a bit. But when I came back, like I trained hard, and once I was able to start doing shows, it was a little tough for me to get places. Like any time the guys would be like, Hey, we're going here, I was like, Yes, I'll go. And like even though like I didn't get to do much like I it was mostly just watching helping around uh, maybe a battle royale here battle royale there uh, it wasn't until uh, my friend Ronnie ribs uh, he he was going to Indiana and uh, he asked me if I wanted to go and I just said yes and I went and I got to actually wrestle my first couple matches and like and then like anytime he would ask me if i wanted to go i kept saying yes and i i did the i went to indiana i would go down to rhode island massachusetts a lot with him and i just slowly started getting put in these little matches sometimes it was just kind of managing uh him and ga west as a tag team or oh, osiris actually he goes by he goes by both <laughs> But Eagles, Fire Cyrus, they were a tag team, so I was managing them, and then I would have matches here and there, and I just, it, it was tough, but I kept saying yes, and I kept, no matter how tough it got, I just kept going.
0: It's crazy, though, that you, you mentioned that your first matches were in Indiana. You're a guy from, you know, central New York, having to go to the fucking Midwest to have your first matches. thats That's dedication, man.
1: As far as I can, I've I've got one more state in New England to hit, and then I've wrestled in every New England state, and then I'm, I want to hit the Midwest after that.
0: Um, the Midwest indie scene right now is absolutely insane, so I, I hope you can achieve that, man. And, uh, you, you know, you mentioned the, the grind of, you know, just working ring crews and, you know, just kind of being behind the scenes and waiting for your moment. I feel like that's a, a lot of times where some people might get discouraged and they might just kind of walk away and for you to you know just keep grinding through it that just shows the perseverance you have
1: i mean it, it definitely is tough there's there's times i've gotten home and i would just you know i would get mad and i i would get a little frustrated because like it, it is tough it is definitely hard to sit there and drive four or five hours just uh, do Rinku, but it's I just kept pushing, because I'm like, I know sooner or later I'm going, they're gonna eventually give me a chance, and I'm just gonna no matter how tough it is, I gotta keep going, just gotta
0: push through this well, I'm, you know, all the props in the world to you, man, for doing that because like I was saying, there's a lot of people that might not have stuck through, and it's obviously you know, been working out for you because now you're, you're really in a position where you're, you're really, you know catching heat, I think, now how did the opportunity to come to NYCW come about? Was did Patches reach out to you?
1: So, when the show first got announced and they started releasing like who's going to be there, I was never intentionally supposed to even be on the first show. Um it wasn't like I I was going to go as a fan and uh I was going to talk to Patches uh, in person when I went there because I was going to ride out with one of my friends. And he, uh, my friend, Ronnie Ribs he told Patches about me. And Patches got a hold of me and we talked. And I was more than willing. And and so we, we talked a little bit and then he uh, he, he put me out on the uh the card. And it was a triple fret match uh, against Brute Van Slyke and Scottie Arrow.
0: I mean, it was listed as a three-way. Didn't really turn out that way. No, it it didn't. It it turned on to uh, me versus Brute.
1: But I I look back at that match and I I honestly think if it wasn't for that match, I don't think I would... uh, I don't think the fans would be behind me as much. I think because it became me and Brew and Scotty did what he did, I think that helped push me
0: i uh, I will agree with that, and I feel like it also you know set up the heat between you and Scotty and knowing that there was gonna oh, be yes. a story there that was you know great to get behind too. The year long
1: feud that every single mat, every single show but I think two, the one that got canceled and another one, we we fought some way, shape or form. We shared the ring, we fought, we beat each other up. So like eleven or ten shows we fought.
0: Yeah, and I, I love that. I loved that, you know, that NYCW has this ability to put you know, the faith and the work ethic into making these long storylines play out. Like, yours and Scotty's was great. Guy and Danny's was great. The fact that, you know... Because it, sometimes it's hard to keep, like, the heat and, you know, the interest alive because it's not like this is a weekly show. This is, you know, once a month, you guys are, you know, somewhere in, you know, outside the Utica area. And to keep having everyone still, like, just eating it out of your hands, that just shows you know, what type of atmosphere NYCW has and why it's such a special promotion.
1: I I absolutely love it.
0: Now, is it crazy to think that you are a day one dude of NYCW? Like, looking now, you're someone who's been there since the first show and you're, you're still there and you're a featured player.
1: I, I, it is crazy when I think about it, um... Sorry, I almost watched my friend fall, and that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but it it is it is absolutely crazy to sit there and think about that. I've been there since day one, but I wouldn't miss it. I I love the fans. I love the other wrestlers. Everyone there is so great, and I love the atmosphere. And I just never want to miss it. And it it is crazy to sit there and, and when you sit back and think, it's like wow. I've been there since the first show and I have not missed a show. And I don't think a lot of other people in that company can sit there and say that. I I think there are a couple guys here and there, but not a lot of people can sit there and say they've been there since day one and never missed a show.
0: Yeah, you're definitely a dude who has, you know, the company flag on your back for sure. And I think that's, you know, just is another thing that just shows your loyalty and dedication to, to this promotion and a part of what makes it so special
1: i i love it like like i can't praise nycw enough like it, it like when i when i know the weekend and i see nycw is coming up i get excited like and that's that's personal. like i love this promotion i want to see it bloom and flower i want it to be the like i want to see it flow, I want these great matches, and i I try a lot like i I push myself a lot harder, definitely, I mean, I always push myself hard, but there's there's just something special for me in n y c w that it just makes me push myself even harder,
0: and you know that's a great mindset to have man that's a mindset that every wrestler should have. Now, what is it like to be the fan, like such a fan favorite, like you are? Is it just like an indescribable feeling, or is there any way you can kind of explain it?
1: Um, at first, you, I, it was, it was like wow. I I was shocked, to be honest. Uh, that first time I came out, and I like the first time I obviously I didn't get a like a huge huge pop. But after that match with Brew, like, I hear, I heard that the fans when I came out and I, like, I know I smiled. It's a wonderful feeling. I I absolutely love it when I come out and I hear the fans, because I know they enjoy. And that's, that's all I want is the fans to enjoy. And if they, it's such a hard feeling to describe but it's it feel i feel like a million bucks every time i come out and i hear those fans pop and cheer my name and uh, especially when i got that push we love dante chant, i was like oh my god please don't stop like (laughs) i i I came a little like self-absorbed they're like i don't know come on keep going
0: please (laughs) i I wasn't
1: used to that
0: right it's like a feeling of validation (laughs) yes and I, 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 I could never imagine being, you know, in a ring and, you know, people yelling back at you how much they care. About. I, I wouldn't even know how to react. So, props to you, man, for it's getting an, that reaction. It's an amazing feeling,
1: and no matter how serious you, could be, you have to be, you're gonna smile.
0: Yeah, I could it's see such it. A I could see it being hard to keep a straight face. Now, uh, you know, we just talked about that feeling. Uh, what was the feeling like when you won the Empire State Heritage title? And was that the the first title you've won in your career? Um,
1: no. I, it wasn't the first title I've won. I've actually, I've been wrestling for about four years, and I technically have won a title every year I've wrestled.
0: Well, there you go. That's um, a feat.
1: And uh right before that show actually i won uh this company in rhode island i won the their main championship uh i won the mass anarchy world heavyweight championship like a week or two before that show uh and i i remember just sitting there and like getting told that and i i got excited like And when it finally happened, I'm like all this built up, all this pain and like getting beaten up and hit in the head with a clipboard and just fighting for the championship. And finally getting the revenge by hitting my finisher with the clipboard in hand to him getting revenge for all the time he's hit me, all the time he has run away and getting to pin and and hear the fans pop and my nieces and nephews losing their minds like it was such a wonderful feeling seeing how happy the fans were and getting there and just sitting there and taking that in I I just couldn't believe it. Like I I mean I ended up kissing the bell. I know everyone does that, but <laughs> That, honestly speaking, like, the NYCW title, that's my favorite title I've ever won in my life.
0: And, I mean, pulling back the curtain a little bit, I mean, we all understand that, you know, things are predetermined and it's scripted, but that still does not take away anything from title wins and how important those title wins are to the people within the ring. Because, I mean, while everyone is doing it, you know, for fun or for, you know, like the hopes of a career out of it. For people that love wrestling, just to be put in a position where that can happen for them is the ultimate feeling. It, it definitely is. Like
1: Patches trust me to carry this belt with pride and honor and and to give it my all. And he sees something in me. Like Winning a belt, the promoter sees something in you, and being able to carry that, especially like especially before this uh, virus outbreak, token all the shows are getting canceled. Like, Padge, I remember the day Patches messaged me before this happened. Is like, hey, congratulations, you are the longest reigning uh, champion. And, like, he trusts me that much to hold that title for that long. And it's such a—it's honestly, I'm honored, and I, I hope, truthfully, I hope I'm doing him proud, proudly. I really do. I really hope that I'm making him happy, being able to hold this belt, and I hope he's been proud of my work.
0: Oh, uh, you should be, man. You're putting out solid work consistently. It's, you know, your your matches are our highlights of the shows, uh, especially your your crazy dives, where I'm not sure if you're going to survive half of them. <laughs> Now, I, 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 I try to go a little
1: crazy with that. I'm trying to, uh, most of them are like because my mom's in the crowd, and it's mostly so like, all right, how am I gonna scare
0: her today? <laughs> what a way to look at it! How do I terrify my parents? Now, uh, what have been some of your favorite matches in, in NYCW that you've had with people?
1: One of my favorite matches off the top of my head is my match with, uh, Omar. I, I just, I love that match. It, it, it was billed as friend versus friend, you know, it was Omar willing to do anything including to hold his friend because he knows that big belt is coming and so, it, it was definitely a friend versus a friend match and, and it's true, we, me and Omar were best friends in real life and, Getting to wrestle with him and just beat each other and just kicking him, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and, and that that match, I I definitely enjoy so much because I got to wrestle my best friend and it, I I love wrestling my friends. Like I I can't I just put out better work when I can get along with the person outside the ring. And I I love going against Scotty too. I all the time we had the feud like was so easy to work with him. Oh my favorite match at WCW is me versus Omar.
0: And which is a solid match. Uh Scotty is is a guy who who's pretty flexible to work with. Uh I worked with him before. He and he's he's just he's a sweet guy, but not on camera, he's a douchebag. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's a dude on camera. <laughs> That's what but I meant. Okay. Working with man, he's
1: one of the easiest person to ever.
0: Yeah, by far, he's he's a solid dude. Now, uh, when the pandemic is finally over, do you have some goals for the future? Uh, well, before all this happened,
1: one of my goals this year was trying to get a tryout for a company, like a just trying to get a tryout either for WWE, TNA. It didn't matter. I just. Well, technically, it's Impact. Yeah, now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so used to calling it the old school
0: name. Uh, well, they just brought the TNA I, belt back, so. <laughs> I, I know I saw that, but like that was one of my big goals this year.
1: Um, when it's done, I want to wrestle at least once in Vermont. That's the one state that I'm missing in New England, uh, and I to, I'm gonna. Was planning on trying to get more down south uh kind of get out more like that's really was my goal is to get out more and go to different states that I haven't been because there are a lot of states down south I haven't hit and I've been staying up in the northeast a lot as like I kind of want to go against new talents and people I've never met before and learn new things
0: yeah, and that's the best way to do it, is just kind of break out of your comfort zone and, and go into new places where, you know, you're forced to kind of adapt and overcome what's put in front of you. Yeah,
1: uh, it definitely is.
0: Uh, all right, man, that's all I got for the uh, the wrestling-related questions. Are you ready for these ridiculous questions that have nothing to do with pro wrestling? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Alright. <laughs> oh no, I I use fuck like a comma. I'm surprised I haven't sworn more in this podcast. Alright. Uh, favorite fast food french fries. Um
1: wow. I I gotta say Wendy's.
0: Yeah, those are pretty good, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh lake or ocean?
1: Uh I would have to say
0: lake. Alright. Uh, this I love l- sharks, but I'm terrified of them. Uh, anything in either body of water terrifies the fuck out of me, and the fear of something, just <laughs> chewing a leg off, is, is not something I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, I kind
1: of need my legs. I like to kick
0: people off. Yeah. So I kind of need them. Uh, this one's always important to me. Grape or strawberry jelly?
1: Ooh. I gotta
0: say strawberry. Oh, no, I'm grape jelly gang for life.
1: It's it's a very close though, like they're both so good, and
0: it's it's only beaten by like an inch. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm looking over my my random ones I've I've wrote down for it. Uh worst condiment. Uh mustard. Okay, okay, I, I can kind of get that one. There's a lot of things I don't like mustard on, so fair. <laughs>
1: The weird thing is, I love Honey
0: Mustard, but I hate mustard. Yeah, I, well, Honey Mustard is probably, like, the best mustard, so that's... that's. I almost feel like I don't even put it in the same category as mustard. <laughs> and the final one, uh, the standard of the show, what is the creepiest basement you've ever been in and why? Oh, God. Uh, I would probably say,
1: at my job right now... Um, <laughs> I'm doing a, del- a demolition job, and I had to go down to the basement for, like, a week, and there's just, like, this nasty smell, and, like, you go down this one hallway, and, like, half of it is flooded. It looks, like, straight from the scene from a horror movie, and I feel like Jason or <laughs> Michael Myers or Freddy's about to come out and, like, just end me.
0: Oh, God, that's gotta be a terrifying fucking thing to go through daily. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, we got the job done
0: quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some motivation there. <laughs> uh, all right, man, this has been a blast. I, again, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I had a really good time. Uh, I will be at the next NYCW show whenever they're allowed to start again. I know a lot of people are hopeful that the July date will stick, and uh, I can't wait to meet you in person, man. You're a great guy.
1: i can't wait and thank you. I really appreciate it. This is actually the first interview I've ever done.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. I'm glad I could, you know, you know, help you out with that. We're going to get your name out as much as we can. Right,
1: thank you. I I absolutely love it, man. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: No problem. And speaking of that, do uh, you want to list like the social medias you got or if there's any merch or anything, you know, just toss it out, brother. Uh, you can follow
1: me on Facebook, uh, Dante Dio. Uh, I have a like page and my personal page um, on Instagram is Dante underscore D-O-X. Uh, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. <laughs> uh, I have um, an old school Excalibur Dante Dio show. Uh, and I have a, I call it my night show. It's a shield. Uh, it's based off Attack on Titan. Uh, it's. It has Dante Dio on it. It's a shield. It has, like, one of those uh, old-school knight helmets on it. Um,
0: and then I have, obviously, like everyone else, like I got 8 by 10s uh, <laughs> And
1: I am... Uh, I, I got to give a shout-out to him. I am a uh, member of mad god medias and arts uh i am a signed talent to that it is a booking company uh run by the madness of trip
0: oh okay cool uh,
1: he helps Yep, he helps people improve themselves uh by promoting anything uh he does Everything he has—comedy uh, people, sideshow people—signed with him. A bunch of wrestlers. He, he's a great mind, and it's been a blast being under his belt to help loan. But he's—he's uh, he's very intelligent man.
0: That's great. I didn't even know that he had that. So even more props to that guy.
1: Yeah, he just started at the beginning of the year.
0: Well, it's. That's crazy. If he's already got that many people, as as you know, you were listening from so many different backgrounds, that's a that's a crazy world.
1: Yeah, he also has bands too. I forgot about
0: that. Oh shit, man! It he's has a band.
1: I know one band. They, they made my. Uh, I actually have custom
0: music made, and I can't wait to debut it. Oh, that's um, the best. Yeah, I, I I like literally I like when this song
1: got released, I was like, "Oh my god, like I can't believe I have a song made for me and it sounds like an anime opening and I love it."
0: <laughs> well, hopefully we can hear it soon, man, when there's uh you know a crowd to go nuts for it. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, brother, you take it easy and you stay safe. You too.
1: Have a wonderful day.
0: You too, man. Later. Later. All right, everybody, that was Dante Dio. You know, as we were saying, the uh, current NYCW Empire State Heritage Champion. You can find uh, pretty much every NYCW match he's ever done on the NYCW YouTube page. Just search New York Championship Wrestling. Everything's for free, Uh, all the episodes. uh, I can't recommend them enough to, you know, you can easily start at the beginning and get all the way up to the current episodes within a couple of days, and there's nothing really else going on, so why not? You know, if you're in this area, you know, Capital District, CNY, uh, support and follow, give them a subscribe, and do the same for Dante, you know, solid dude who puts out great, consistent matches. Can't recommend watching them enough. Uh, as always, you guys know where to follow me on Facebook, it's Alone in the Basement, Instagram, Alone in the Basement, Twitter, AITB Podcast. Uh, I will be back in a couple days. I'm taking tomorrow (laughs) off. And, uh, that's about it. Oh, as always, I can't forget this one. This is the important one. Thank you to my beautiful, wonderful wife, Shelby, for putting up with my bullshit and, you know, all the, the stupid stuff I do and allowing me in a few minutes to make a sizable purchase on Pro Wrestling Tees. Which, uh, yeah, anyone who has been on this show, if you can right now, Pro Wrestling Tees is having a Memorial Day weekend sale. Use the code MEMORIAL. You get 20% off. There's plenty of people on this show who have shirts up there. Uh just instantly thinking off the top of my head. You have uh stepdads, Delmy, uh Big Beef, Anthony Green, Ava, Davy N. Uh, who else list goes on? I'm trying to think of everybody. Masha. I've bought, I'm trying to buy shirts from anyone who's ever been on. And I'm I I know I'm forgetting some people and I don't want to. And Daddy, uh, Danny Adam just got his uh shirt store on Pro Wrestling Tees launched so go support him in his first day <laughs> and uh, I love all you guys and uh, I'll talk to you in a couple of days bye